Thank you for listening to this podcast from The Resting Place Tampa. We hope you feel honored, empowered, and full of faith because of what you hear, and we would love to see you at a gathering soon. For more resources like this, head to trpfamily.org. I might change the title of my sermon from this morning, because after preaching it and after really thinking of it, um, it was Fight for Family, but now it really feels more like intentional family. We need to become intentional family. And something that God put on my heart is that we are, we're, we're just losing our intentionality in general, in everything in life. We don't really have to, we don't have to try very hard for the ease of access that we have to each other, the ease of access that we have to um, information, the ease... <laughs> the ease of access that we have to God. Like, even in my own studying and stuff, like, I've many times been like, I don't know how preachers, I don't know how they put sermons together before Google. I'm like, I can have the just the most random thought or maybe just a tiny piece of a verse that I have no idea where it's at in the Bible, like the actual text, and I just put a bit of it in Google, and it'll spit me out at least a hundred options of where it might be and what it is and what other people think about it, what other people have preached about it, um, good, bad, and otherwise. And God just really put it on my heart. He says that the ease of access and the on-demand world on my time world that we live in right now is killing the intentionality of family. It is killing our, we just don't have to try anymore. Everything is just, if it happens, it happens. Now, please hear my heart. This is all in submission. And yes, I'm sure you could prove me wrong 10 times. Like this is my conviction for something that, that God has put on my heart. It is not a blanket statement for everything. Google, YouTube, Facebook, iPhones, iPad, like phones and tablets, like they're, they're good tools. We can use them as very good tools for the time we live in. But I have recently, and this came about, and I'm going to try and go through this quickly. I was, I was just having a conversation with my girls on the way to school, and I don't know why I said this. Half the time, especially when I'm talking with Lily, my youngest, there's really no rhyme or reason to the conversation. It just goes wherever she feels like it needs to go. And uh, at one point, maybe she gets it from me, I said, if I had a genie, my first wish would be to take you guys back to 1990. I said, I want to show you guys what it was like to grow up, how I grew up, because I don't, you can't even fathom right now. And then my daughter Mia was like, oh, we play that game at school. And we say, oh, my parents say, when I was growing up, I'd walk up the hill in snow 10 miles to go to school, blah, blah. I'm like, you know what? I did walk to school in the snow. I grew up in Michigan. I had to walk through the field, like, different time, different whatever. Like, and I'm sure every generation will be able to say that for the next generation, so on and so forth. But I told him, and I just started telling him, I said, you don't understand 
you know, you sit in the backseat of my car right now and you've got Netflix and YouTube and Disney Plus and anything you want is right there in the palm of your hand. Whoops. Any answer that you want is right there in the palm of your hand. And so I just started explaining to him how, I don't even say difficult, but how intentional I had to be growing up to accomplish simple things. If I wanted to hang out with my friend, I can't sit in my bed and text him and say, hey, what are you doing right now? And get an immediate response because I know all my friends, their phones are glued to their hand. That ain't going to happen. I have to, for me, I had to go upstairs, sit in the living room where everybody can hear me, get the phone connected. You know, well, we had cordless phones eventually, but get the phone, call my friend's house and hope that he was there. If he wasn't, then I had to ask his mom, his brother, something like, where's Keith at? Uh, he, might be at he might be at Maldo's house. Okay, then I got to call Brian's house, try and find, and, and it's, I told him, I said, it, there, it was so much more difficult. If I wanted to walk home with my friend, I couldn't text him at the end of the day or call him and be like, hey, meet me by the playground, meet me in the back of school, whatever. I had to tell him, hey, at 2.30, be by the slide. I don't want to go walk home by myself. And if he wasn't there, I didn't really have any options after that. It was find somebody else to walk home with or walk home by myself. Eventually, I got a pager. We got pagers, so we were, it, was, it helped, I helped out a little bit. I wish I still had one. Uh, but even I told him, I was like, you know, if I wanted grandma to pick me up from school, like either I had a quarter and I had to call her and pay for it, or I said if I didn't have a quarter because I spent it on candy, spent it on whatever, it was 1-800-COLLECT. And I told her, I said, and grandma did, wasn't going to accept a collect call from me. <laughs> so it had to be, say your name after the beep. Beep, hey, mom, I'm ready to pick me up from home school. And I knew that grandma got that message if she declined the charges. That was good, and I better stay right there where I know she's going to come pick me up. If she accepted the charges, that was the scariest 10 seconds of my life because then I am in trouble. If she accepted the collect call, then she's going to tell me something, and it usually is, you better find a ride home, you better figure it out, or you better walk home because you are not. It just, we had to be so much more intentional. I, everything we did, watching a show, I knew I had to, Power Rangers was on at 2.30. I got out at 2.30. My house was basically in the backyard of the school, but I mean, it was a huge field. So I had to be intentional. At the end of the day, I didn't talk to my friends. I didn't, the bell rang and then I gathered my stuff, no. I made sure I was ready, my backpack was on, I knew what my homework was, my shoes were tied tight, and as soon as that bell rang, I ran all the way home to catch the last 20 minutes of it. I was trying to paint them a picture of this is how growing up, like, I had to be so intentional about it. And as I start thinking through the things in my life that I do now, I'm like, I don't really have to be intentional, intentional about much. Any vain imagination or thought that I have, I can just, the other day I wanted to make chicken fried rice. I didn't 
try and make chicken fried. I didn't try and make the rice. I didn't try and do this. I just Googled, how do I make chicken fried rice? I YouTubed, how do I make chicken fried rice? Whenever we have a thought, whenever I have a sermon idea or anything, like it's this ease of access that can be a benefit. But something that God put on my heart is I've seen and I've seen it in my own life. So don't think I'm telling you anything that I'm not about to apply to my own life. I've seen the extreme, the negative, the downfall of times where me and my wife and my daughters will be sitting in a living room with the TV on, all of us on our phones individually, nobody talking to each other, not even really watching what's on the TV, and just detached. We're five feet away, might as well be 10 miles. And more often than not, I end up looking up and then the room's empty and I'm watching Big Time Rush or something, living Maddie on TV and I'm by myself. These things, this, it is, these, these phones, these, these tablets, the TV. God has told me, now granted, I like to rest, I like to relax. Do those things like I'm not against that. But God has told me we have to start fighting for family. We have to start being more intentional about our family. Why? It says the kingdom of God, and it says on earth as it is in heaven. It says the kingdom of God is built by strong men and women, but it is sustained, cared for, and passed on to the next generation by strong families. The family unit is weakening. The family, we are missing so many opportunities to pour into one another, so many opportunities to to sit and feel the awkward with one another. Nobody has to feel awkward anymore. Think of the last time you stood in a line. When was the last time you stood in a line and were not on your phone? When was the last time you were in a waiting room or you were, you, I pick up my girls from school. If I'm there for five minutes, I'll check my email. I'll check Facebook. I'll finish watching a YouTube video that I was going. Like, it's, it's become this thing to pass time that has gotten us away from the intentionality of doing life together. And it is. I've seen over and over again, movement after movement, man or woman after man and woman, like start these incredible. I believe we're on the cusp of that right now. I'm just telling you, I believe that Caleb Hires and Gio uh, from Abide, like, I believe we are on the cusp of watching great men set a foundation for Tampa Bay, for the kingdom for heaven to come to earth. They can do that all day long. If we as a family, if we do not have strong family units to take care of, to nurture, to foster, and to pass on what they are doing, eventually it will fade, and we will have to wait for the next great man and the next great woman, the next apostle that is called by God to come and try again 
and hope that our family unit is strong enough then to sustain what is going on. Jesus was with the disciples for three years. He built them up and he said, here, now go make disciples. Go make disciples of all the world. Left the Holy Spirit and said, here, do. Great man, gone, and, but entrusted it to the next generation. This isn't going to work if our family unit is not strong enough to handle the weight of what God is trying to pass to us from these great men and women. Man, I'm a little all over on my notes, but that's all right. God showed me there's three types of family. And with everything that I say, I'm like, yeah, you might be able to think of more, think of whatever, like, I'm not saying this is the end-all, be-all. I'm just telling you this is what God showed me. God says three types of family. There's your heavenly, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. There's your earthly, your blood family, your mom, dad, brothers and sisters, sons, daughters, aunts, uncles. And then there's your spiritual family, the body of Christ, your friends, your church family. This is my charge to you for 2023. A lot of churches, most churches, what, are we, what is today, the, the eighth? So probably a good majority of churches are eight days until their Daniel fast right now. And that's great. A lot of churches, they do that every year. We've done uh, 21 days of feasting here and communion. And so I, I will never, you'll never catch me just doing something because that's what needs to be done next. It's Christmas, so we have to preach Christmas. I, every day, I will go before God and say, what do you want me to say right now? And so when asking him, I'm not opposed to the norm. Thank you for listening to this podcast from The Resting Place Tampa. We hope you feel honored, empowered, and full of faith because of what you hear, and we would love to see you at a gathering soon. For more resources like this, head to trpfamily.org. We need to rewrite culture right now. We need to fight for our families, fight for the intentionality of our families coming together. So, okay, how do we do that? And this, I believe, is just the start. And this, everything I'm saying, this is all in submission. You guys, this is, I'm simply submitting this to you, but I'm not asking you to do anything that I'm not going to do with my own family. We are going to do this, and I am hoping and assuming that a lot of my leadership is going to follow me with this also, because this is what I believe God has given me for 2023. I said 24 hours a week, seven days from Sunday to Sunday, that you pick one 24-hour span straight, no, no screens, no phone, no iPad, no TV. Now, granted, I understand for some of you that's impossible as far as work goes. You have to use a phone. You have to use an iPad or a computer. Like, I get that. If it's absolutely necessary for your job, this is where I'm not going to get into the details with you. You have to ask Holy Spirit, what do I really need to do here? How much, what is really holding back my intentionality from my family? So for 24 hours a week, and I'm not doing this just for January. Like, this is 2023. I'm going to keep checking in. I hope... I hear testimonies and great things that are happening in your family unit. 
uh, because of this and keep me accountable too because we're going to keep going with this. That for 24 hours a week, no screen time. And God said, okay, so what family are you fighting for in those 24 hours? I believe it's going to be one of these three. It might be all three in one day. It might be your connection with God that you are just being intentional of instead of when you go to bed or instead of waking up in the morning and checking Facebook and seeing whatever drama. Or, and granted, it's, it's a great way. It's a good way to stay connected. I get it. Could we do without it? I believe so. We did it for a long time. But I just I feel like it's, it's almost taken some of our innocence. It's taken some of our wonder. Our children... Now, they, they, they don't, we don't connect with them because we're con- too busy connecting online or just in our own world. And believe me, there's days when I'm done with the world at large and I just want to watch some random videos of guys cutting up tuna fish or golfing or whatever, like the mind-numbing stuff. I have a few of you that, yes, I love the things that you post. They make me laugh. But God said it's taking away the opportunity, the opportunities that I need to build a strong family unit. To build a strong family unit this way, to build a strong family unit with your blood, and to build a strong family unit here. You guys, I don't want, I don't want Tampa Bay... 50 years from now to say, okay, we're finally ready for this great move of God. Now how do we steward it? I don't want them to look back and see together. I don't want them to look back and see the national days of prayer and all this unity that is going on and say, man, I wonder what happened. I'll tell you what happened. Our families couldn't sustain it. Our family unit could not sustain it. And until we're able to figure out how to strengthen this, and I believe it's by intentional time together. Sit with your family. Eat a meal together at the dinner table with no TV. Sit in the living room on a Saturday and rest together. See what conversation pops up. Play board games. Do so. I said, I said in the first gathering, like, I believe a good test for families. You know, they say that when you're dating, if you really want to see if your relationship has the legs to make it, get in a canoe together and then go and see. If you come back and your relationship is still good, you've, you've got something. I believe do a puzzle with your family. Sit down with little kids, older kids, whatever. Like, sit down and do a puzzle together. That will test your family. It's either going to be a really good time or a really trying time. If you got multiple people, because all these things, like, it forces you to be together. If I think, unfortunately, I'm just letting you know, what I think is going to happen is it's going to be uncomfortable at first. It's going to be a little awkward. We're not used to just empty time with one another to wait and see what God's going to do or what the moment will bring. 
we always have to be doing something or usually our mind being focused on something else. And I'm just telling you from my convictions that God is saying that this is what we're going to do for 24 hours a week for 2023 to try and reset the intentionality of, no, we're going to be together. Maybe you're somebody who doesn't have any family here. Maybe all your family lives somewhere else, or you're single, or you live alone, like whatever the case is. Like you have, you have family somewhere. Think about what you could do with that time of just sitting, and you just sit with God and say, you know, my sister is in Michigan. So what if I just sat, and I was like, God, just started thinking about my sister, even just reminiscing of things that, from growing up, the good times thinking on the good things that, are, that used to happen, and then, God, what do you want to say to her right now? Maybe I actually do tell her, or maybe it's just me praying for my family. But I've now spent intentional time. I've sown that to God. And now he gets to say, here, now here's what I want you to do with it. Here's what I want to bring to the surface. What I believe might happen is this may be a little bit of a refiner's fire for some of us. I think that when we get put in this situation of building family without distractions, that things are going to come to the surface that we didn't even know were there. That's not a bad thing. If God is trying to move us forward, put me in the fire. Burn away what's not supposed to be there. Bring it up to the surface so I can see what I need to get rid of. But if we constantly live a life of distraction, we can go a whole lifetime without actually knowing of the things that were in us all along that we needed to get rid of. So God, God is a God of intentionality. Everything he did, creation, I mean, everything was intentional. The word of God written by man, but given birth by the breath of God, like every single nuance in there was meant for something. It was intentional. God said he knew the plans he had for you before you were ever born, before the earth was formed. Like he knew you would be here right now. He intentionally put you on this earth at this time, in this generation, for this time to do something and make a difference. The birth of Christ. I mean, how intentional was this that Jesus came as a baby? Then 30 years, then ministry. God could have just said, hey, look at this guy who walked out of the bushes, and that's Jesus. And tomorrow he's going to die for your sins. But there was a process to it, an intentional process of, of God becoming man. God is, is all about intentionality. And right now, he wants to spend that time with you, and he wants you to spend that time with your family. Um, so as a first act of spiritual family, if everybody can stand up, and Jess, and if anybody can help Jess, uh, or she says she's good, we're going to take communion together. So it is a first night, so everybody stand up. Everybody stand up. Sorry if I put you to sleep. Uh, <laughs> Yes, if you could play a little bit. That would be fantastic. Uh, if I can get one, too, please. Throw it at me. Okay, thank you. So, 
This is something you could do with your family too. This would not be a bad idea in those 24 hours to sit and take communion together. Remember what Jesus did on the cross for us. His blood shed for us, washed away our sins. His body broken for us. Like, you know what I've been thinking? I took communion a few days ago. I was in my new office, and I was just praying. And God was like, go, go grab a communion cup. So I went. And it just, God says, this is your validation. This is what validates you. What I sent my son to do on the cross, that is all the validation that you will ever need. I have so many good things in my life and that have falsely validated who I am and where I am in life because I've looked at them and said, I've made it. I have nice cars. I have a nice house. I have a healthy family. I have an office now. I'm leading it. Like all these things. And God said, none of that is your validation. This is what validated you before you were anything. When you were in your mother's womb, I had already validated you with this. I said, remember that every time when you take this, that I am your validation. I am your love. I am all you will ever need to feel worth in this world. Everything else is a bonus. So with my spiritual, with my blood family and with my spiritual family right now, I'm glad that we get to do this together as an active family, that we get to take this together. And I hope that this will help you to remember just how important you are, just how loved you are, and the sacrifice that was made for you so you didn't have to be that sacrifice anymore so you could simply walk in the greatness that God has for you thank you Papa for giving your son thank you God for giving us this family here and I thank you Father that we will go into 2023 building stronger and stronger and stronger intentional family in Jesus name take the bread and the cup. Do them both. Mm.